goes in to see a doc Says there's something wrong with me I got a sadness I can't shake now Is there something I can't take now? It's the hilarious world of depression. I'm John Moe, and this is not the start of season three. Not quite. Season three is coming your way in August, and we have been doing a lot of work on it. It's going to be fantastic. This is a preseason bonus episode about a couple of things that have been on our mind lately. We're going to talk in a few minutes here with Cynthia Germanata, also known as the mother of Stephanie Germanata, who is also known as Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga's mom on the show. She's also the co-founder of the Born This Way Foundation, which sprang out of the success of Gaga's musical career and the dedication, really, of both mother and daughter to the cause of mental health and breaking stigma, Uh, particularly by way of training in something called mental health first aid. Think CPR, but for mental health. We're going to get into that in a minute. We here at the Hilarious World of Depression recently worked with Born This Way to bring mental health first aid to our company, to American Public Media. And it was amazing and enlightening, and we want to tell you all about it. So, all right, I said I was going to talk about two things. That was thing one. Thing two is that we are days away from the end of our fiscal year, and we would love it if you would help our show with a financial gift. Now, here to talk with me about it, a name you've heard on nearly every episode, but a voice that you haven't. It's our producer, Chrissy Pease. Hello. Hi, John. Hi. Hi. So, so many of you, our listeners, have told us that you had an aha moment listening to this podcast. Yeah, we've heard about people who listen to Linda Holmes describe being locked in a house with her anxiety brain and her rational brain banging on the doors and windows. Perhaps it was Rhett Miller thinking of his little sister right at the worst moments of his depression, and it clicked. It clarified things for you. Yeah, you've told us that you've become more conscious, more confident in managing and talking about your mental health. It, uh, the show kind of gives you a way, even a, a way with a few laughs to talk about what you're going through. And most of all, you realize you're not alone in this. You're not an oddball. You're a thwadball. Welcome, thwadballs. Welcome all. And please, before this fiscal year ends, and as we head for our season three debut, do this for yourself and for our whole community of listeners, all of those thwadballs out there. Please make a special donation to keep the podcast you love and rely on going strong. And we have a special little gift for you. I put together a Spotify playlist, uh, some music that I've been listening to. It's sort of summary. It's kind of designed. It's not going to cure depression. We don't have that. Wouldn't that be great if music actually could? No, but it will get you out of your head a little bit. It's upbeat. It's great summer music. I curated this myself. I spent I spent a suspiciously long time <laughs> working on this playlist. And with any donation, we will give you access to that playlist to make your summer a little more a uh, little more upbeat. And again, we will give you that link to that special John Moe curated playlist on Spotify if you give a donation of any amount at hilariousworld.org slash donate. All right, let's get into this episode. Cynthia Germanata is co-founder of the Born This Way Foundation. She started it with her daughter, Stephanie, more widely known as Lady Gaga. The way that we described our goal really from the, the beginning was to build a kinder and a braver world with and for young people. Uh, This has been a passion of my daughter's since high school, even before, I would say, middle school, when she started experiencing struggles at school. 
And as she gained ground and gained a voice, so to speak, in, in her career, it became very important for her to pass that along to young people and to help create a world that's kinder and braver and a world where they are equipped to better deal with their struggles than she felt like she was. And that, that's been our mission really since the inception. It's been to, to listen, respect, support, empower young people and provide them access to those tools and opportunities. And to us, mental health, mental wellness is at the core uh, of that mission. And a lot of artists will speak out on behalf of a cause. Why a foundation? Why, why go to, to that measure and, uh, and establish it? Because this affects everyone. Nobody is immune from depression or anxiety. And it's a topic that it's, it's very, very personal to my daughter and to our family. And, you know, one of her greatest tools in helping to move the needle along in this uh, crusade, if you will, is her sharing her own story. And when she started performing and touring, she used to openly share her story on stage with her fans. And it concerned me initially as a mom. I was like, why are you doing that? <laughs> and, you know, what I came to realize is that she was healing by sharing her story and young people were healing and gaining confidence and feeling empowered because they were saying, you know, Gaga, if you did, if you overcame your struggles, there's hope for us. So how did you do it? How can we get involved? How can we be part of a solution? So this was really, John, a really beautiful, organic movement that began before the foundation. And, you know, through our travels around the world, we would hear very similar stories from young people, similar to struggles that she had. And she just looked at me one day and said, Mom, it's, it's time. It's time to formalize this and create a foundation uh, where the world is kinder. We create an environment where kids are kinder to one another and where they're braver, meaning that they, they know where the resources are, they're, they feel confident about asking for the resources. And so she would share her own personal story, which it wasn't easy for her to do that, um, but she realized there would be tremendous power in sharing her story. And, and, and that story is not unlike many other young people. I mean, she started experiencing a lot of struggles in middle school, uh, everything from feeling, you know, isolated, taunted, humiliated by her peers, you know, again, things that are not uncommon, but the point that became very important to me was a, as a parent is that I don't think that often young people realize the impact of their actions. Uh, the things that she experienced have had lifelong impact on her. In middle school, she started developing anxiety and depression as a result of this. She started to question her own self-worth and her value. I mean, if you're not accepted by your peers as a young person, it's, it's a very hard thing to take. And, you know, that, that was the beginning, really, of, of her issues. And from that, she started developing some destructive behavioral patterns, which she has talked about very openly. And, uh, again, you know, wants to create an environment where young people are better equipped to do that. So she made a very brave choice to discuss her own mental health publicly from struggling with depression and anxiety 
to her diagnosis with PTSD, and I'm, I'm very proud of her for doing it. Um, as a mom, it was um, difficult to go through, but I also felt like I also had to be brave and admit that I made some mistakes along the way as a parent. Um, I screwed up. I often said to my kids uh, humorously that I didn't get a user manual with you, so bear <laughs> with me. I, you know, I, I'm not getting all of this right, but I think as parents, you know, that's my role really here is was to step up and speak out as a, as a parent that you know we're fallible, we are going to make mistakes, but let's try to do a better job of equipping not only parents but young people to deal with this. And I, I certainly wish that I had better tools to be able to ascertain, you know, when are they going through just kind of normal teenage development and what, and what were the signs of, of a real struggle? Yeah, an actual disorder. Yeah. Exactly. And I wasn't able to really distinguish between that as a parent. So I, I wish I had tools uh, not only like this show, but uh, like the mental health first aid tra training that the National Council of Behavioral Health provides. I'm interested. You said that when your daughter started talking about this publicly, it made you nervous. It made you apprehensive. Was that a product of, of stigma, of just you being of an older generation when those things weren't talked about as much? That's exactly what it was. It's, uh, and it's something that I and the foundation have become very interested in, and that is the intergenerational differences between how we deal with these issues, with the stigma surrounded with mental health. I mean, when I, I grew up in a time of true grit where, you know, you were told to suck it up and you're having a bad day and get on with it and— Snap out of it. Snap out of it. And I did that. You know, we managed to do that. We suppressed a lot of our feelings and, you know, we got on with it. So I that was my background and, and the, the type of environment that I grew up in. And my parents did, you know, obviously their very best. And we were a very close family. But and I guess, you know, there's an expectation that you pass that on to your children as well. Um, you know, and I, I didn't necessarily recognize, I guess, the, the, the different world that they have grown up in. I mean, if you look at social media, for example, uh, I'll give you an example. When Stephanie, uh, who most of you know as Gaga, started college, that was the introduction of Facebook. Mm. And a group of her peers started a Facebook page called Stephanie Germanata Will Never Be Famous. Boy. Um, I mean, she kind of proved them wrong, but... You know, these are the differences that I didn't necessarily see and understand. And then you look at the stressors that are on children in, you know, growing up now, whether it's public schools or private schools. And, you know, it's, 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 it's different times. And, you know, they need for their parents to be or whoever's around them to be more understanding and, and open about their issues. I want to ask about mental health first aid. Why did the Born This Way Foundation uh, partner up with, with MHFA? That's making me smile. They, they are so <laughs> wonderful. Um, my daughter would be the first person to, to tell you that it, it really doesn't matter how famous you are, how big of a pop star you are, how many Twitter followers you have. Um, you can't do this work alone. I mean, I, I often say helping young people is everybody's problem. It's everybody's challenge. And that's why we work with amazing organizations like the National Council for Behavioral Health, because what we're able to do is help other organizations amplify 
and scale their message and their work. Um, so um, mental health first aid, I mean, it, it just teaches you such a critical skill set of how to identify when someone in your life or not in your life might be susceptible to or uh, facing uh, a mental health crisis or even substance abuse. Uh, and, and, and it really challenges you and teaches you how to support them and, and better understand what they're going through. Uh, we believe at the foundation that everyone needs to know how to do that. Uh, they often describe it as CPR for the mind, which I think is is cool, uh, and it's really true. Um, you know, we think about CPR. I mean, I've heard you talk about a broken leg or, you know, something that's more of a physical ailment, and why should we not be addressing mental health the same way? I, I could not agree with you more. I, I talk about making it as, as comfortable to talk about as, as the common cold. So th their training and, you know, really helps you know how to, to help someone who is struggling with mental health issue and know how to help them. What's the Born This Way Foundation and Lady Gaga doing to spread the word about mental health first aid? So we're very excited uh, to promote this program. And um, again, as you know, we've partnered with National Council. Uh, initially, we partnered with them around my daughter's uh, Joanne World Tour last year, and we called on people to get trained uh, including hosting some free trainings before her show in some cities. We trained about 150,000 people in a few short months. That's Cynthia Germanata. I asked her if the mother of Lady Gaga would technically be known as the Dowager Gaga or the Countess Gaga or possibly Mama Gaga, but she said Mother of Gaga would be fine. We're going to talk more about mental health first aid in a minute here, but first, producer Chrissy Pease is joining me here in the studio. And, you know, Chrissy, we've been hearing from a lot of listeners as we've put out a lot of episodes of this show, and uh, it kind of strikes me how universal this is. If depression doesn't affect you personally, it does affect someone you know, a family member or a friend or coworker, um, and it cuts across sort of all paths of society. It, it hits a lot of celebrities. It hits our moms, our dads, our spouses. It's, it's really everywhere. Yeah, I mean, uh, look at all these guests on our show who are talking about it. A lot of people's favorite musicians or comics, um, actors. It, it, Writers, yeah. It really does uh, does not discriminate, as you said. And when you speak up about it or, you know, listen to this podcast, it really helps you realize just how many people are affected. You've heard interviews with dozens of comedians and artists since we started this podcast. Yeah, and, you know, the, the show is sort of all about making it uh, a, a thing that we can talk about. We're, we're talking about it. The guests that we have are talking about it, and there's no shortage of guests that we can get who are are looking forward to talking about it. And we know that it's sparked a lot of conversations uh, in homes and offices and, and cars uh, all over the world, really. Um, when you listen to this show, you get a chance to to think, to laugh, and to uh, better communicate about... Uh, our friend Clint D, uh, we that we uh, have have been talking about. So it, it's a way to finally give this some thought and some conversation, and we think that's been valuable to to you, and you've been telling us it's valuable to you. And through this podcast, we, we've really created a community, a community of thwadballs. You are the heart of this show. 
And just in case you didn't know, we happen to be a public radio podcast. Mm. So what does that mean? It means your donations keep us going strong. So before our fiscal year ends, which happens to be the end of this month, please do make a special donation to support this show and all it brings to your life. You can head to hilariousworld.org slash donate to do that. Yep. And we have a a special prize for you uh, if you do donate at any amount. And please do. It keeps the show strong. I have put together a Spotify playlist. I kind of call it the get you out of your own head playlist. It's a summer playlist. It's music that I've been listening to that uh, kind of makes me tap my toes and smile a little bit more. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's it's non-prescription. It's available over the counter and into your headphones. Um, and you can have access to that list. And Chrissy, again, I spend way too much time on this. I'm sorry for any meetings I've missed, <laughs> but I wanted to make this thing really work. We've got a couple this afternoon, John. I need you to Okay. Get all right. Well, I, th- I think the playlist is done. Okay. I think it's about two and a half hours of music, and uh, I think people will really enjoy it. So that is available at any level. Yes. And you will get access to that special playlist, as John said. By giving a donation in any amount, you go to hilariousworld.org slash donate. We will send you a link to that special playlist. Again, hilariousworld.org slash donate. Thank you so much for giving and for listening. All right. We're talking about mental health first aid here in this uh, mini-sode that we're doing. Linda Rosenberg is president and CEO of the National Council for Behavioral Health. Mental Health First Aid is a literacy course. It's a course that teaches you about mental illnesses and addictions and then helps you feel comfortable having a conversation with someone who's obviously in distress. And how did this get started? So it started in 2001, about 17 years ago, in Australia. A nurse and her husband, who is a mental health uh, researcher, were walking on the beach one day. Her name is Betty Kitchener. His name is Tony Jorn. And she, in addition to being a nurse, had suffered from bouts of depression and was talking about how little people knew about depression specifically, but any mental illness, how many myths there were and how uncomfortable it made people um, when they were near someone who obviously was in emotional distress. And she said, why don't we have a first aid course just like we do for an injury? And that's how it all began. If someone takes a mental health first aid course, what can they expect? What will happen over the course of that training? So what will happen during the course will be they're going to spend a day with a small group of people. They're going to learn about mental illnesses, uh, illnesses from psychotic illnesses like schizophrenia to depression and anxiety, uh, the effects of trauma, um, suicide and suicide prevention, um, as well as then how they can be active, helpful listeners um, to other people and what the resources are in their community. This is a course like most first aid courses given in a local 
setting. And so you also learn where you can help people get connected for services. And um, also the things you can do yourself. Uh, Not everyone in distress needs professional services. There are things you can do to not only monitor your own emotional responses, but really to um, help yourself, whether it's exercise or meditation. Those are all available. And you'll learn a little bit about that as well. You mentioned the similarity to a first aid class, and it it made me think of CPR classes. How is this similar and different to a typical medical first aid training? Right. Well, I've taken uh, CPR when I was working in a hospital, so I'm pretty familiar with it. Um, I think there are some real similarities in that they are a course that gives the average person skill to help in a crisis, but they're different in that you are far more likely to spend time with someone, whether it's a colleague, relative, or friend um, who is in emotional distress, then you are to see someone having a coronary. Um, That's a rare occurrence. Uh, Seeing people in emotional distress, having a relative or a friend upset is not rare. And so these are skills that you could use every day. I think the difference is that we for many years have been more comfortable with the notion of a physical problem, far less comfortable with the notion of an addiction or a mental illness. And so it's just coming into its own now that people need the same first aid and CPR-like skills um, for people in emotional distress. What are the big uh, myths and misunderstandings about mental illness, about people in in crisis in mental illness that this training uh, seeks to dispel? Well, first of all, I think one of the most basic myths is that it's unlikely, you know, you're going to be touched by mental illness or addiction. I think, unfortunately, people are seeing all too often now that it is touching their lives either directly or indirectly, um, both uh, a range of mental illnesses and addictions. I think the other myth is, you know, that old schizophrenia myth of, uh, you know, split personality uh, to really understand what's schizophrenia is, what are the most serious mental illnesses? What is it to be psychotic? Um, You know, and if you have a relative or a friend um, who has a psychotic disorder, you know, how you can talk with them is is difficult. And learning um, some of the skills is very helpful. And then I think uh, another myth is that, you know, that you can't do anything. I actually just heard a healthcare professional say this last week, that if they, and they're, they're in the mental health field, and they said, well, if someone's determined to kill themselves, they're going to. And that is just not true. Um, And that is a huge myth because, you know, of all the leading causes of death in our country, the one that continues to rise is suicide. It's relatively easy to find somewhere to take a a CPR training. I mean, I I took one when I was in high school. I took another one at a fire station many years later. Uh, How does someone go about getting mental health first aid training? So first of all, you can just go to www.mentalhealthfirstaid.org, and there is a way you can find a course in your area 
or you can let us know that you're having some difficulty through the same website, and we have a concierge service. One of the things, you know, we do is we try to make sure the courses are done the same everywhere. People aren't editorializing, and then we also try to offer support both to local instructors in every state and every community, as well as to the mental health first aider or the person who wants to take a course. Linda Rosenberg is president and CEO of the National Council for Behavioral Health. The Hilarious World of Depression is produced by American Public Media. Our producer is Chrissy Pease. Christina Lopez is our web and social media mastermind. We get help from Kate Moose, Veronica Rodriguez, and many people here at APM. Our theme song was written and performed by Rhett Miller. If you need help, confidential help is available at the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 1-800-273-8255. It's free, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 1-800-273-8255. The Hilarious World of Depression is supported by health partners and makeitokay.org. Make It Okay is a campaign to start conversations and stop the stigma around mental illness. MakeItOK.org has information to check out for yourself or someone else starting a conversation on this topic. It can be a little awkward, but Make It Okay has tips on what to say and what not to say. Stories of hope from people who've been there. You can take the pledge to Make It Okay over at MakeItOK.org. HilariousWorld.org is our web home. We're also on Twitter and Facebook. Talk to us. Help us make future shows. And write a review of us at Apple Podcasts. Five stars, please. And subscribe, won't you? Apparently, the more buttons you push on Apple Podcasts, the better it is for us to reach more people, which is what we want. Again, we would love to get a donation from you to keep this show strong heading into Season 3, which is in August. Go to hilariousworld.org slash donate. Get access to my special secret get-you-out-of-your-own-head summer playlist. That is available for you, hilariousworld.org slash donate. Season 3, coming in August. I'm John Moe. Bye now. Something I don't know